So we had our very first party at our new place. Adult party, I should say. Mm, that doesn't sound right. Well, what I mean is <laughs> our daughter. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> to the pure, all things are pure. <laughs> our daughter had a kid's party. That was the first party. Hey, hey pre-teen. Get pre-teen, it right. Pre-teen, that's right. For her birthday. And then a couple weeks ago, we had our first party, which was thrown by your sister in our honor. Yes, our baby shower. Our baby shower. Which was awesome. For the little guy. It was a really fun baby shower because it was co-ed. Yeah. And the games are fun. The games are fun. And everything looked beautiful and the food was good. It was so beautiful and the food was so good. Everything and great people. The weather was amazing. The weather was amazing. I Every mean, person the in the party was wonderful. Lined up. Everything was, it was perfect. Mm -hmm. It's great. Well, I think we should talk about marriage then. Let's talk about marriage. All right, let's begin. Welcome to Marriage with the Mothers, a conversation to help marriages heal, grow, and stay strong. To stay connected and to submit topics, follow us on Instagram at marriagewiththemothers or visit our website at jdmuller.com. Let's get started. Here's JD and Alini Muller. How are you feeling? You know, this week the baby is the size of a pineapple. A pineapple? And I feel like he's prickling me like a pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> His arms and legs, they're just everywhere. All right. So how about we go straight into our first segment, get to the point. What do you think? To the point. To the point. So it's time for... Tales, Tips, and Trends. Tales, Tips, and Trends. Okay, so today I wanted to bring something up without um, any warning. I don't know if you know this, but in the girl world, women should tend to tell their girlfriends things just to make them feel better. Uh-oh. But we don't really know if that's true or not because you're not a guy. I read this post this week and I thought, let me get JD's input on this. Is this actually true? The girl wrote this post. She said, all girls need to read this. Okay. And so she says, when a man is truly interested in you, there will be no need for you to do the pursuing. Men are born to pursue women. Yes, you can pursue a man if you want to, but in most cases, that's just an obvious sign that he's not into you. It's not natural for a man to sit back and let the woman do all the work. For a man who claims to like you to sit back and allow you to do all the, of the calling, texting, dating arrangements, talk about the future, etc., it's pretty obvious where you stand in a man's life. When a man really wants you, you won't have to chase him. Like some celebrity who barely has time for a fan, you will be his priority. Is that true? A, a lady wrote that? She, yes. A girl posted this to all the girlfriends. Interesting. I think it checks out. I think men, whether they are shy or bold, they want to pursue. They want to show interest. They want to show the girl that they are, that they are game. 
right? That they are for it. I think this kind of falls at the same, like, women proposing to men. Mm. Right? I think it's, it's I, for me, I think it's almost in the same, th- those, bo- both of those things are in a category. If yeah. he wants to get married, he will propose. I mean, he might not be the most out there guy and, soup, and throw himself out there, but at least he'll go fishing. I think the courtship process is a dance, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a dance. When you are coming together for a dance and you never danced before, I'm not a good dancer, but I, we, we've had our share of movements to the music. Of swaying. Of swaying. <laughs> Sometimes mid-dinner prep, <laughs> sometimes, you know, spontaneously. But just like you get acquainted with the movement of your partner and there is a give and receive, each one must play a role and you have to, you have to move to the tune, right? Move to the song and be one with the song. If the song is romance... If the song is love, if the song is a future together, you have to move within the scope of that idea. If the song is just a fling, just hanging out. If the song is, I'm just here for a one night stand, then you will see those, you see those cues. And of course, we don't advocate for those, the lat- those latter options. I feel like every relationship should be taken seriously enough uh, because you don't want to give yourself to somebody who's not willing to go the distance with you, Hmm. right? That's at least our advice. You shouldn't want to. So uh, the guy definitely has a part to play. And I do feel like the initiative to show interest when it comes to his part is to show interest in her, is to vocalize that he wants to Right. To, to have a part in it, to make a move, man. <laughs> <laughs> so passivity in the initial, in the beginning of a relationship is not a good sign, ladies. At some point, you do want that man to do some kind of. Listen, if he's passive when you barely know him, you know what's coming. I mean, if it's your cup of tea. Uh, by all means, right? But there will be problems down the road because um, at some point you have to man up. At some point you have to stand. At some point you have to act on your feelings and desires and, and show Yeah, ch- well, chances are if he's not showing it in the beginning, which is like the high phase, right? Imagine what will happen in the low and then you're saying, oh, my partner doesn't care about me or doesn't communicate with me or doesn't whatever. But he yeah. never did. What do you well, I think that that's Well, I think that's something that needs to be determined, right? Is this a personality thing or is this just because he's really not that into you? Not to quote the movie. Maybe but he's just not that into maybe you. Maybe he's just not into you. Move on. Either way, I think it's important to confront the situation with tact. Right, you're not going to give the guy an ultimatum, but uh, because if he's passive with you and it's a personality thing, he's passive in other areas as well. So it might be worth a little digging and a little understanding uh, before you make a decision to move forward or not. Um, some guys just needed a little help, you know. They haven't been mothered right or fathered right, and <laughs> we're all unfinished products. The reality is that you look at couples that have done it great for years. 
but you don't know how it started. I mean, I had my issues when I, when we started you had your issues and, uh, some of them, uh, were worth overlooking and working through. And so that we could, uh, finally get to the point where we become our full selves and we're not there yet, but it's happening. All right. There you have it. Well, our main segment of today, it's a topic that was submitted by multiple people as well. And it's one of those hot topics in marriage. Now, I got to make a disclaimer that we are not experts on, on this subject. So we're going we're gonna to focus strictly on the relational aspect of it. But the things that we have learned that have worked for us, we will share. But we are talking today about financial management as a married couple. It is a very big conflict in marriage. It is. It is it's one of the top out. reasons for conflict and divorce Which in is, the United States. Yeah. And it is a big subject. Finances, of course, they are huge. Yeah, because it defines not just your wallet, but it defines your purpose and your values. Distinguishes, I should say, um, what you value, right? Yeah. You, you, you put your money where your heart. Yeah, Jesus said that you cannot serve God and money. Yeah. He could have said any other thing, but he listed money as the main competitor to your heart's affection. Yeah. Close to God. That means money is up there. Yeah, well, and it deals with more than it deals with greed. Mm-hmm. It deals with addictions. Yeah. It um, involves, you know, basic, your basic needs, yeah. like providing for your family. Mm-hmm. So there's so much stress so involved. Much, yeah, so much around it. And money can be a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, I believe, either Ecclesiastes or Proverbs, I don't remember the scripture perfectly, but it does say that uh, money solves all problems. Actually, let me look it up because it just came to my mind. Money solves all problems. That is counterintuitive in some ways. Yeah, it's wrong to say that money is the root of all evil, right? People often confuse that. That's not what the Bible says. The love of money yeah. is the root of all evil. To put money first, to love money over people. But money, as my grandfather used to say, is a horrible master, but a wonderful servant. Yeah, it's a great tool, for sure. And you, you need it. I found it. It's Ecclesiastes ten nineteen. It says, A feast is made for laughter, wine makes life merry, and money is the answer for everything. Hmm. I like the two parts prior to that too. <laughs> That's partying. <laughs> I'm sure you Count do. on Solo- Sol- Solomon. Solomon. So I think that that's the first thing that we need to address for couples who are listening. Maybe uh, you listener, you have thought about money. There's a lot of tension around money in your marriage. And uh, we've, we've gone through seasons where we've had plenty. We've gone through seasons where we've had very little. We have um, had some really hard times. Yeah, we've had hard times. Um, for most people listening, if it, at, during any hard time, if your target becomes your spouse, hmm. and the, the way you deal with it is blaming, yeah. shaming, accusing, pointing fingers, hmm. etc., 
right? For it's whatever gonna really reason, tough it's going to be really t- tough to overcome. Yeah. I think it's important for the listener to be able to identify uh, whether you come from money or not, how much the environment that you grew up in affects you today in relation to how you see money and how you see your spouse handling money. Maybe it would benefit each person to do a quick inventory of how they grew up and what they saw modeled at home. Mm. For instance, if your parents were always um, in the hole and they never had money and they were always in debt and could never do anything and you never went on vacation, Mm. like there's little signs that you don't realize as a kid, but as an adult, you can look back and kind of go, you know, we never went on vacation. We never had this or we never did that. And really, probably because you couldn't. Yeah. And so you can you it's been modeled to you subconsciously exactly so in that subconscious there there are emotions that are that are surfaced right when you think about money scarcity scarcity insecurity mm-hmm. um a sense of poverty which means if you have it now you better spend it before it runs out because it's going to run out yeah. um, a lot of people think poverty means i'm going to hold on to it for as long as i can but most of the time, what it means is, let me spend it while I have it so I can have the things that I want because somehow this is going to be taken from me. Oh, yeah, or the, the extreme opposite as well, right? You can go either direction. Yeah. With, like, you can't spend anything. You can't do anything. You can't go out. You can't, you can't, you can't because yeah. you never know. Tomorrow, you can lose everything. Yes. Tomorrow, you won't have it. You Very fear-driven. Very fear-driven. So you can have both. Like we say often... Um, Marriage problems are not really a problem related to marriage itself. Uh, Most marriage problems are problems that individuals bring, that the problems they already had, that are revealed in marriage, and now you have to confront it because you have another person right there that's always looking at it and pointing it out because it's weird to them. And you can't hide it because that's marriage. You can't hide from your spouse. Because they're up in your grill. (laughs) All the time. That person is next to you. And most of the time, their hang-ups are not your hang-ups, right? You have different hang-ups, which is why it clashes so much. And it's so beautiful that it's that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not always pleasant, but it is a good thing. Because if you can use that to your advantage, it can make you better. Yeah, it if, can make you better if you use it to your advantage. If you know <laughs> if you, how to deal with it. So, deal. what does money mean to you? You have to think about it. Uh, if it means insecurity, if it means fear, if it means the most important thing for you, if it means the thing that the you, thing that you're living for, that you're living for, that you're not willing to surrender. Yeah, then you have to address it. Yeah, I think you got you have to put money in its rightful place and yeah. then move on, you know, to the next step. Yeah. When you have money problems and you fight about money, what are you actually fighting about? That's another thing that's important for you to clarify in your fight, in the conversation, but also to yourself. It's important for you to clarify to your spouse, but sometimes you don't even know. You're just in the heat of the moment, you're angry. Because a bill wasn't paid or, or the, the account was overdrawn or uh, too much was spent and money was misallocated. 
and it was supposed to go to one product or one investment and you spent it on something else and there is a fight. What is the fight actually about? Can you, before you let the, let the, what is the, the horses loose? What is the expression? I don't know. Before you let the dogs out. <laughs> Before you let the dogs out, you got to define what is this fight about? Is it about our goals? Is this a fight about values? Is this a fight about fears? Is this a fight about personalities? Right? She spends a little more. He saves a little more. They're both spenders, so they're in a really big trouble. Or, you know, she's a saver or... And he likes the toys, you know, like, what is this about? Yeah, what emotions are coming up, right? Mm -hmm. Recognizing what emotions are coming up in that fight. Yeah. Most likely, it is not actually about the money. It is about ideals and expectations yes. that weren't met. Yeah, because it could be that you're fighting and you're saying, um, why did you spend the money on this when we were saving for that? right? Yeah. You spend the money on A, we were saving for B. That's a goal that you're mm -hmm. fighting about. But maybe your spouse spent the money on not a goal, but a, something of value. They helped a organization or uh, they gave it the money, some money to the family because the family needed. Or they just went and member. bought a purse. <laughs> Is that value? Not. So what was valuable to them at the moment? <laughs> oh, man. We can laugh about it. You guys fight about it. We'll laugh about it. You fight about it. <laughs> okay, value. Uh, but these are real things. So you're saving to buy a house or you're saving to pay off your car or you're saving to pay off medical bills. Uh, whatever it is that you're saving for your family, you have a child and then your spouse goes and tries to help their family member without talking to you because maybe there was no time uh, or maybe, or maybe were, they knew you'd say no or yeah, or maybe they were persuaded in a moment of uh, emotional weakness and they yeah. wrote the check and now there's no turning back. They feel guilty. What do you do? Right. What do you do in yeah. that moment? Well, you have to, after you define what you're finding about, you address it in that proper context. I think the most important thing at this level is one, once you identified, you know, what is actually bothering you is to not fight your spouse, but mm -hmm. to address the situation. This is an opportunity for you to be on the same side and to remind your spouse that you guys are going in the same direction. You have yeah. the same ideals. I mean, hopefully the values are the same. Hopefully you've had a discussion where the goals are the same. Also say that you can't have different goals in a marriage. Yeah. I mean, we, from the beginning, combined everything, right? Like from the beginning, yeah. our bank accounts were combined and visibility was given to both partners into all of it. Whether I choose to look at it or not is a different story. <laughs> but visibility is there and accounts are combined. Why? Because the goal is the same. The direction is the same. Couples need to align that too. Well, yeah, and you, exactly. And you have to put money in its proper place. Yeah. Money has to stay money. 
It can't be anything else. In time, with time, financial worries and financial problems get solved. If you work together together Mm -hmm. and you give it time. If you put money in its place. Yeah. The problem is that from that fight about money, you create a tension uh, and the attacks can become personal. Yeah, it becomes a me versus her or him. You sever the relationship. You lose respect. You lose trust. It affects those things are harder to recover. Yeah. Than a dollar amount. Yeah. Unless you lost a million dollars, then. Uh... If you had a million dollars to lose, good for you. <laughs> That's you know. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I mean. That means you can make it again. Right. Um, I think going in the same direction, making sure that your goals and your values and your plans are lined up, is important. Every family needs a financial plan. Mm-hmm. We don't don't live haphazardly yeah. and then wonder why are we moving forward? Why are we getting all those dreams we have? Well, you have you discussed it? Yeah. Have you talked about where you want to be? Have you talked about where you know so that when these conflicts arise and they will, you then are not attacking one another. You're going okay. Yes. What happened? Let's yeah. talk about what happened. Let's talk about, you know, was that the best decision? Maybe not. Maybe yes. Maybe I understand. Maybe let's just forgive this time and you can make it up next month. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about solutions because uh, when it comes to problems, it's better to premeditate than to remediate, Mm -hmm. right? In other words, it's better to anticipate the problem Mm -hmm. and have a plan for it Mm -hmm. than to try to remediate. Scripture says that wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. That implies a plan. That implies having uh, predetermined solutions. So, again, we start with putting money in its proper place. And that means in our minds, in our hearts, but also in the budget. The special word budget. You have to have a budget. There are several utilities out there. There are several solutions out there. We use a spreadsheet, old school. It was given to us many, many, years, many ago. years ago by a friend who uh, gave us some counseling, financial counseling. And we've been using it ever since. It's a zero spreadsheet, meaning every dollar has in a signed y'all everything goes on the spreadsheet every dollar is designated uh in its proper place and uh we we account for all of it you have to you have to put money in its place it's important for you to know where your money is coming from and where it's going every month i will add to if you have to hide any aspect of that money any if you have to hide how how much money is coming in if you're having to hide how much you're spending and you don't want to put it on a spreadsheet, something's up. Good. Something's up. Something's yeah. wrong. I'm going to tell you. Yes. Face it for yourself first yeah. and kind of go, why? Ask yourself, why do I not want to share this? Yeah. You got to have a plan. You got to put your money to work. One plan that we encourage people with and that we practice ourselves is the 10-10-80 plan. Very important. Obviously, we're believers. We believe in giving. And we not only believe in giving, we believe in giving to the church. So it's been our practice. It's been my practice since before we got married 
but this is something that we agreed right when we got married that 10% of our income goes to the local church. Uh, we've always practiced this. We haven't been perfect at it 100% of the time, especially in the beginning of our marriage. But that value was always there. And since, what, since 15 years ago, we have been nearly perfect at it and giving 10% of our income. That's our first, our first expense. I wouldn't even call it an expense, but it's our thank you to God. And this is our way of saying, uh, God, we value uh, what you have given us. We know that it's not ours and we're returning it to you. That's our value. I know not everybody believes in, in tithing. We believe in tithing because we believe that the local church is an important aspect of our society. It's the institution that keeps the family united, that keeps us connected to God. It's an institution that is valuable, restorative. And anyways, I'm a pastor, so I'm biased. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think to, for me personally, because I didn't grow up in the church like you did, right? Mm -hmm. My value for tithing has always been, God, I trust you. Right? Um, it's a matter of trust in him having the other 90 as well. Yes. Having our lives, having our family in his hands. So. Yeah. There are promises in scripture for those that do tithe. Yeah. Right? That he would not let us go hungry, that he would just that he, just just so many promises. Yeah. And to me that's always been that. It's been me saying to God, I trust you mm -hmm. with my life, with my family, with our finances, with everything that lies ahead. Yes. So that's the first ten percent in that sense. And we've been doing that our whole lives because it has worked. Yeah, I mean, we've God's seen the faithful. fruit. God yeah. is faithful. We've seen the fruit of it. The second 10% second is what? Savings. Savings. Because rainy days will come. Yeah. And there is, you know, yeah. almost an assurance that you will need to dip into something when those yes. come. And what's the what are you dipping into, yeah. right? Like yeah. We work to avoid those seasons, but there, there are ups and downs all around us. Yeah. Things that we can't control. Yeah. And it, it is wise to prepare for it. Uh, it's not that you trust money, but is that you are wise and you put and, money to work for you. And you sleep better at night. Mm -hmm. There's margin. When there is margin in your finances for rainy days, you sleep better. Yes. You know, like you're yes. not up and, and wondering, am I going to make the next bill? Am I going to... Mm -hmm. You know, there's something about having margin yes. in general in your life, but finances is a big deal too. Yeah. And then the 80% is what you live on. Yes. Because once you've given, once you've saved, you have the 80% to live on. Yeah. And that's where you pay your mortgage and your rent, your bills. You learn to live within your means, right? Yes. Yes. Within your means. That's a big... And know the order of importance of what you should secure first. The first thing you always pay after you give and you put money in savings is your rent or your mortgage. Secure your living situation. Do not go to the mall. Don't go swipe your card. Don't take money out. Send that rent check, that mortgage check. Secure that. Second thing you secure is your lighting bill you got to have power in the house you have to have heat uh you got to have food on the table 
get those things taken care of first. Uh, pay for your car if you have a car payment. It'd be great for nobody to have a car payment, but sometimes you have to. Uh, and, and make sure that you have good transportation. And because those things are the things that sustain your income. You need to be healthy, strong. You need to get to work. You need to have a place to live. If you have a family, your kids need a place to live. And so secure those things first. Then after everything is cared for, taken care of, then you go out to eat and indulge yourself a little bit if that's what you want to do. Yeah, I think... However, it's so basic, but so many people miss on this part. If you can just do that together, the yes. number the number one issue, I think, in marriage when it comes to finances is being on different timetables, like yes. going in different directions, talking, having different ideals. Yeah. And then uh, money becomes this topic that you don't even discuss anymore. Yeah. You don't even talk about it anymore because I know it'll be a fight and it'll start all over again and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you have this elephant yeah. in your relationship that is financial that's a big mm -hmm. deal but you can't talk about it anymore because you guys just it starts another fight exactly you don't want to do that so you have to develop and this is our advice things that have worked for us uh, is to develop a culture a healthy culture around money in your marriage and if you have kids in your household one of the things that we practice in our home is this. It's our money. It's not my money, her money, his money. It's our money. Mm -hmm. We have shared bank accounts. Um, I know for some people, you know, they have bank accounts that they carry from before the marriage because of school or business and they, and they need to carry that. But at least have a bank account that is joint that you both uh, put your money in there. And when I say it's our money, it means we don't use our salary, the amount we make, as leverage against the other person. I make more money than you. Yeah, no, that's a horrible... That's you already like, lost. Yeah. You already lost the argument if that's... That's such an insecure statement right there. I know. Um, but you hear it. A lot. Uh, we've had situations where I made more money. You've had situations where you make more money. Mm -hmm. And it all goes in the same pot and it's to build our lives together. The second thing that you should agree on, that's our advice, is who should manage the finances, the house finances. Um, in our house, I'm the person who is mostly managing the finances, meaning I'm the person who actually checks when the money comes in. I go, I pay the bills. I'm the person who writes the checks. I'm the person who sets up the auto pay and makes sure everything is taken care of. Yeah. Um, I but I don't make the decisions by myself no and you have access both persons should have access yeah. to all of it visibility into all of it at all times the yes. difference is the person with less emotional engagement i think yes the more pragmatic person <laughs> should we be tried. the Remember, one we tried a season <laughs> we tried to give it to me i get too stressed out of anything those were out the, there how many months did you do it do you i don't remember? know it was like six months but if there is a bill that's due 12 months from now i'm already stressing it was like, probably one of the most stressed. difficult seasons in our marriage listen alini is not materialistic <laughs> she's not a high consumer she doesn't have like an expensive taste um i cannot have outstanding stuff i can't see it she has a great taste but she she will not 
she's not gonna like try to sell her soul to get that one product she's nope. not about that at all but she gets super stressed out I if she's managing super, money i get super stressed out because i can't have out anything that's like yeah there so equal saying doesn't have to mean equal management it doesn't have to mean that that both that that both people have to carry the load of managing the finances now it might be that for some couples that works yeah. you know some pay part of the bills the other you know they kind of tag team uh, but for us i'm the person who it just happened that it doesn't eh. bother me as much as it bothers you <laughs> and the the other thing that we would it's our advice that has worked for us is have a continuous update, a report. This is where we are. We've had seasons, right Right now we're in a season, and I'll just say it here, we're in a season where we are watching our every expense because we just put a whole bunch of money in buying a new house, and we've basically liquidated a lot of our investments, and so we're in rebuilding mode. We're gonna rebuild our, our savings, we're gonna rebuild a lot of the things that we invested into this home, but Every week, uh, I give a verbal report to Aline and, and share with her where we are. Because when it comes time for an expense, something that she wants to buy or something that we want to buy together, she's not going to be surprised to hear from me, hey, uh, we're not in a position to get that right now. Uh, we might need to wait a little bit. Uh, she knows where we are because, <laughs> you know, there are reports. Matter of fact, we have a list. We have a list. <laughs> we have a list of next yes. expenses. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes you might need to have family meetings. Go over the spreadsheet. Go over the numbers. At least once a month, you should have some kind of financial meeting. So all of these things are great because they set up expectations and anticipation. Now, what can a couple do to avoid unwanted expenses especially if they're a little bit more impulsive and that creates fights what is one thing that they can do um they can live by cash because if you live by cash with little you know this is how much you've been given this month let's say you have a hundred bucks 200 bucks whatever that is to you know, for unexpected or for you want to buy something for yourself, this is what we allocated. Like, once that's yeah. done, it's done. That's it, right? Like, yeah. once that cash in your wallet. And the reality, I think, I don't know, it's experiments and stuff has been done that when you see the money kind of going from your wallet, you're less likely to spend it. Psychologically, Psychologically there's yeah. greater amount of pain in spending cash than it, there is in uh, swiping a credit card. Yeah, because you see it leaving That's your, why touchless spending like oh apple watch payment or apple payment is even less of a pain so yeah that's why they encourage so that easy. because you don't even think about it yeah it's so easy but if you have yeah. allocated amounts because you decided together and budgeted together like that's all you have so you're going to think yeah. about it really well before you spend it consider it is this something i really want and then spend it you know assured like this yeah. we, we made room for this Yes. That's one way. Yes. Another way is to set spending boundaries ahead of time. So agree together that we're not going to make any major purchase without having a conversation first. So one of our boundaries is we don't make any major purchase above $1,000 on the same day. If we think about a product, 
or anything that's over a thousand dollars, we will sleep on it. Yeah. If we see it at the store, if somebody comes knocking and offers something, we will not. <laughs> no vacuum, yeah, special vacuum at the door. <laughs> we will not buy it. Who yeah. was it recently that tried to sell us something and we're like, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's I our know principle. they were so mad at us. So mad. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it's like anything over, you know, we have to sleep on yeah. it. Make sure we want it really. And I'm it's still to important who. tomorrow. Trying to remember what it, it was. It was a store. We went to a store or something. And, and we told him, like, we're not going to buy this dude. And he was like, impulse. Oh. Impulse. This happened when we went to Cancun. <sighs> we were on vacation. We are on this very nice resort. First time in Mexico. Alini had just found out that she was pregnant. And the hotel pulled us aside for this uh, presentation. Now we... <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to sell us a package, guys. If you've been to those trips, you already know what's coming. We we didn't know. We didn't know what was coming. Yeah. So, you know, long story short. $32,000 investment. Long like, story what? short, they wanted they wanted us to buy into a, what, three, four year long investment of I don't know. being able to come back, whatever. It wasn't a timeshare. They told us it's not timeshare. It's an investment. Mm-hmm. Um but we said, no, we're not going to do that today. And they have all these tactics on how to get your money right then, right there. Um, the last one, I think, was like a $700 purchase mm-hmm. uh, that would give us lots of perks. And we're like, no, we're not going to do that. Why? Because we have a principle. We do not make a purchase like that. And I really do not regret not purchasing that. Yes. It's great to In live without the In the moment we want it. Remember, we yeah. walked away going like, we Is should this do this. We should do. We're yeah, gonna we come back off. Yeah, we'll come you back. You know, they're good at convincing you. Yeah, in the moment you're like, yeah, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make it happen, and uh, and then we decided not to, and the next day all nope. those emotions were gone, and we were like, nope, no, this is good. This is great. If we come back, we come back. We'll pay whatever the deal is then, and uh, yeah, and our money is not tied up in somebody else's. Because we would have been tied to monthly. Yes. You have to understand that everyone wants your money. It is your job to be a gatekeeper of your money. So make your money work for you. Here's what the scripture says. Keep your life free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's in Hebrews chapter 13. Let me encourage you with this scripture that our trust is in the Lord. He will take care of us. Yes. Well, we hope this was helpful, um, giving you some of our experience in how to handle money. Uh, There's the next segment. I'm really excited about it, actually. Are you? I wish you could see Alini right now. Let's go to the people want to know. Get ready. It's coming.
think there's a heavy metal singer in me? <laughs> I don't know, but this this jingle is just beyond me. <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. Do you want to know what the people want to know? What do the people want? This is what the people want to know. This was a question that was submitted by one of our dear friends. What has been the sweetest season in your marriage? The sweetest season in my marriage. This you is talk about your sound. marriage and then I talk about mine. Yes. That's our <laughs> marriage. Different marriage. <laughs> um, if I'm being really honest, probably now. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, wow. Look oh at us. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's because the, all, all the other seasons, seasons were so bitter? <laughs> no. I think it gets better with age. It's like fine wine, right? Fine wine. Mm. I, 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 I don't know. I 100% think we've gotten better every year. I do think that this is the sweetest season. I think our kids, our family life, our marriage... In all aspects, not just our marriage. This is the sweetest season. If this is the sweetest season, what is sweet about this season for you? There's a... I think there's a sense of ease and mm. just being who you are. Yeah. There is a sense of um, understanding. Yeah. Like we know how we function. We know mm. how we think. I, that we've had oftentimes conversations where we're like we're going in the same direction already yeah. or already you can almost finish each other's thoughts or sentence but because not That's because you're boring no not because you're boring but because you know there, the, there are people like vividly throwing up right now <laughs> well i'm not seeing it <laughs> they are listening to this and going like Ugh. <laughs> That sucks. Well, okay, but it does not when you're living it and you don't have to explain yourself all the time. <laughs> I do think that openness is a wonderful thing. And it comes with time. I know what makes it sweeter. Yeah. Oh, you just had a revelation? I had a revelation. It's already having each other's jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I know why this is, see this, this is uh, sweet for him. Because I'm basically him in a woman's body at this point. Well, Whoa. It has to do, has to do no. with this. Has to no. Do with this stop child. it. It's not that. Stop basically, it. I now think like him. It's, I now joke true. like him. And Remember, I now eat like him. You're screaming at people right now. Sorry. Listen. Look. Do you talking I'm about not... no no no? All I think about is that Jerry Seinfeld episode where he finds a girl that's just <laughs> like him, and he says, "I've met myself and I sweat myself off my feet. I love myself." I think that is why no, it is the sweetest season for him. It's not. That is not true. It is quite awesome that you know, especially in the cuisine department, we're not that different. But the, your love for steaks and different things and like. We go to restaurants and she's like, I don't know what to order. I was like, I know what you order. I know what to order for you. And then I order what I would like. And she goes like, mm, this is pretty good. It's the most bizarre thing. We haven't had this happen with any other pregnancy. But with this pregnancy, she likes what I like. It's the most bizarre thing. And I don't know if you've experienced that, listener. Uh, whether you're a lady or, or a gentleman. Uh, where like your wife got pregnant and she likes what you like. 
But Alini basically has my taste buds right now. See, this is why. This is I That's know not this why. is why this is a season. No, even before the marriage. You. When I talk about season, I'm talking about the past couple of years. Um, just the, the times that we spent together uh, during this pandemic, chatting, talking, discussing life, and just enjoying each other's company, watching our kids grow up, not just, you know, be so, so stressed out about things that are around us, but really focusing on uh, enjoying each other. And it's, it's, it was great. Yeah. I, I can agree to that. Yeah. So not because you're pregnant with little me inside of you. <laughs> but also. That's also sweet. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. We. I uh, want to talk more about the sweetest things. No. I have so much to say. Let's stop. Listener. We're going to have to stop. But I have so much more to say. Mm. So you have to request more topics. More topics. More people want to know more people want to know (laughs) hey listen if this has been helpful for you for your marriage let me ask you to subscribe and share send it to a friend send it to a married couple that might need help Um, just say hey i just listened to this uh these awkward guys here on uh you're not awkward we're super cool i just listened to these super cool guys here I just listened to this uh, this deep well of wisdom that flowed out of Alina's belly. No. Say, hey, just listen to these folks. These folks? These folks. Is that how you want to be addressed? These folks. These folks. Mm -hmm. They have to text these folks. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess I'm a folk now. (laughs) Folk. These folks. Um, Yeah, share and uh, let them know about the podcast. We want to help a lot of people. And uh, you are the best avenue for it. So um, thank you for listening. And we hope to catch you next time. See you later. Thank you for listening to Marriage with the Millers. Remember to subscribe and share. To submit a topic for our next conversation, send us a message on Instagram or email us at marriagewiththemillers at connectcommunity.org.